Hey, what's up, man? Whoop. <clears throat> Second here. There it is. Yeah, welcome. Now it's to, working. Welcome to Potty Humor. Sean Anthony. Matt Frame it. Damn it, Frame it. What's up, man? Tech issues, and now we are good to go. Let's see. So, first things first. All right, let me hear the, the, the clinking of the ice cubes and whatnot. There's no ice cubes in this one. All right, then. So, let's see. The only thing you don't. I've never seen you drink with ice would be whiskey. Yeah, this is, yes. That Graham? is, uh, no. This uh, is Johnny Walker. Ah, yes. Clink, clink. Um, clink, clink. What I are you got, sipping on? Got something, a new addiction here. Well, hey, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, before you go, uh, I'm pairing this with, um, a Toro Fuente cigar. I'm, I'm smoking a cigar tonight. Ah. It's a little shorty. Where are you at? Are you inside? Of course. Oh, okay. Ah. It's winter in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a lot colder than I am. But actually, it's nice. It's warm today. Um, it was like in the 50s, I think. Okay, so not really. No, we were like 61. I was outside in a t-shirt and pants. I felt great. Yeah, that's coming our way. So yeah. I've heard. So what's up, man? What are you sipping on? New thing here. Well, I haven't done it in forever. And then I was recently I was like, oh, let me try this again. Pepsi and Captain Morgan's Spice Rum. Captain Morgan's. Yeah, nice uh, vanilla flavor that adds to it. Tastes like vanilla Pepsi. Except, you yeah. know, gets me drunk. Yep. It, Captain Morgan's absolutely does that. So, yep. I've been buying that more recently because yeah. my lady gets a uh, some kind of rebate app that she does. So, if I buy certain things, she gets money back. And we just throw that in a big pot for uh, vacations and whatnot. And she's gotten a lot of money from it. And you know, Booze is one of the things, but there's various other products that she can buy she just has to scan the receipt and the barcodes and then she gets money and alcohol is one of them so and who but, is this liz wow i can't remember what the app is called but it's a decent amount of money she gets for this after the last few months yeah. a couple of months and she has like 100 140 150 bucks from it hey before you start your um the the anchor do you close out everything, all the other apps you've been using and stuff? Do you close everything out on your phone before you start it? Uh, normally, yeah, but it was doing a, it was downloading some updates. Well, the reason, the first time, nothing else was open, and then it gave me that error message, you know, unable to connect, mm -hmm. so then I go into the um, iTunes store to make sure I didn't need an update. Mm -hmm. It did not need an update, so I just um, rebooted the phone, and that seemed to work. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So the craziness, I'm just going to jump right in. Sure. Um, listening to the a, a recent one, I think you, you posted on YouTube. It was from one of your radio shows uh, where you were talking about the Large Hadron Collider and then yeah. the new one that's being built. Mm -hmm. And um, all of the the topics that came up were the alternate universes and such. 
And it, it came up, you know, of course, I'm thinking disaster. Or I think we touched on this last week, but unfortunately, that episode did not air. It didn't make it for some reason. But we were talking about how it's cool and almost terrifying that everything that was science fiction is coming to real life. And the reason I say terrifying is, um, and, and maybe you've already done more research on it and, and, and uh, have in the interviews that you've had with people probably have touched on it. You know, the possible negative implications of, you know, finding this God particle, isn't that what they call it? Right. Like in every movie, the Bugs, com- the Bugs, his song, Higgs boson. Yeah, Higgs boson. And everything's based on theories, right? Uh, yeah. You know, bunch of supposedly smart people. And I don't mean that to be insulting, but look, like what the the atom bomb was not meant for mass destruction, but that's how it was used. Mm-hmm. This actually kind of ties into other stuff we've we've talked about with. Uh, people that have all this wealth that they can pour money into this research, but you know what, what's done with it. Is it good for humanity? Is it bad for humanity? And, and if assuming that alternate universes are real, some things have probably been horrible. Some of them have been good, but uh, I wonder what, what, what are people doing with this? What do they plan to do with this? Like we discover this, we recreate Big Bang. Then what? Do we accidentally blow up Earth, or do we create another one, or, or what are they trying to accomplish? And you know, what, what are the outcomes that they, they think are going to happen? Like worst case, oh, all this happens and we end humanity as we know it. And best case scenario, it's like, well, we, look at it like this. You know, singularity. To answer your question, you know, is what's going to happen as it pertains to AI. Mm -hmm. You know, artificial intelligence is like machine learning is the underlining key when it comes to artificial intelligence, you know. And that sentient, that singularity moment where they become sentient, knowing all things, you know, uh, then that's, that's the danger because... The way that everything is set up right now today in society in America, for example, with technology, AI becoming sentient, that, that's all around us. Yes. So, you know, you, you take all the science fiction movies like iRobot. There's a, ooh, there's a new movie that's on Netflix called Extinction. We watched that the other night. Check that out on Netflix. It's called Extinction. And man, the twist in that, well, just, man, especially if you know what I know, you know, being that I know what I know, it's like, wow, this is really, really some next level. And uh, any of it kind of scary? Like what if it's, it's the reason I even get this, not really paranoid because it's like, you know, nothing I can do as Framit to stop this or to help it, even if it's, you know, turns out to be a good thing. But, um, like I said, science fiction is no longer fiction anymore. And what's to say, I I texted you the other, you know, my, my 
brain goes down or my thought process goes from one thing to another when we start to think about these things or uh, time travel. What are the odds that, I mean, it sounds silly. If you had asked me three years ago, it's like, this is movies. It's silly. But I worry that's like, oh, are we going to go there? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it exists, and it's, it's my opinion, it's, it definitely exists, time travel. And there's experiments going on, for sure. But then that's why I texted you the idea of the butterfly effect. Okay. It's, it can be a horrible thing if you've uh, ever watched... Um, or even read uh, The Flash. Maybe it's new to us, big big comic nerd here. But there is a storyline. You know, they they did it on the TV show a little bit, and maybe in the movie. Uh, Barry Allen or The Flash is able to travel through time due to his uh, connection to the Speed Force, and it doesn't always yield good results. And he does so because, you know, his his mom's murdered as a kid. He goes back in time to kind of stop it. But then when he gets back to another reality, having actually grown up with his mom, a lot of other bad shit happened. Yeah. And like then, what? Yeah. So, and you can almost make this real world because it would just be, you know, instead of Wonder Woman and the Amazons fighting... Um, Aquaman and the Atlanteans um, in this storyline they actually sink a, you know, they take down a whole big section of Europe like just turns it to ruins so not only is that part fucked um, in this alternate reality um, uh, Bruce Wayne's killed as a kid mm-hmm. his dad takes over as Batman, his mom becomes crazy as the Joker. I'm still reading other parts, but there's, you know, one villain is actually praised as a hero, but still is actually a villain. But that's what got me thinking about butterfly effect and and what are the negative consequences that people can't cannot foresee, as smart as they may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, are we too smart for our own good? And that's why. We've advanced super quickly, but at the same time, you know, I think about it when it gets as cold as it does, and there are species of animals that have lived thousands of years. They've endured. They've adapted. We didn't necessarily adapt. We outsmarted, so we have homes. We have sweaters and hoodies, so we can, you know, we stay indoors to endure. Animals don't always do that, but they do. Like, are we too smart for our own good that we can't... I mean, we're pretty frail. And that's what makes me worse. Like, are we doing too much too fast without thinking? Yeah, I was listening to your thing, and that's that's where I ended. So I wanted to bring that up tonight. Yeah, man, it's a... a I mean, there are a lot of good possibilities, but are (laughs) are we doing it wisely? Well, that's the that's that's the the uh, duality that we have to deal with anyway uh, in the universe, with anything in life. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but with that aside, um, you know, you're always going to have physicists, scientists, you know, researchers, experts, or what have you that feel a certain way, you know, about things and want to, you know, want to use it to help. Like, for example, like with the stuff that they're doing, some of the stuff that they're doing in the medical field, some of it, not all of it. A portion of what they're doing in the medical field, you know, is to help people paraplegics and you know, people have lost limbs and things like that. Like we're talking about a, a cyborg, mm-hmm. you know, where you'd be half machine, half human, and that's the integration. That's the transhumanism that's taking place. Is the the human consciousness being inside of something that's that looks exactly like a human being, but is a complete robot. Which sounds cool in theory. But in, in the reality, I, I don't know if this is true, but that sounds like it's, it's going to be very expensive for somebody to say, you know what? Um, I'm a billionaire and being a billionaire is awesome. I want to keep doing it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, what do they choose to do with their extra time? It's, but then you'd have uh, some people that, like, who makes the call? I mean, obviously, the, the, whatever the currency is, is probably going to decide who gets to keep living. And they may not always be the best person, but then, you know, who's, who's, who can make well, that call? Who can make that judgment? Well, the, the, this is the danger with AI, because AI could potentially be the thing that makes the call. You know, if we that's that's the, that's why Elon Elon Musk is just saying, look, we need regulate. You know, he was saying it years ago. It's too late now, but he was saying years a few years ago, you know, to U.S. governors, like, look, we need regulation on artificial intelligence. You know, because if we don't, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get out of hand. We can't control It's going to be to a point to where we can't control it. They're going to outsmart us. Like the, the tests that they've done on, on artificial intelligence, like some of the top game players in the world. I forgot the game that they did uh, in, in China. Uh, it was like the best player at this particular game. And the, com- the, the computer beat it, you know. Like beat like the top game, gamers at the same time. <laughs> you know that's crazy like like because like you have to multiple, be able to react multiple yeah multiple of the best players you know on the planet so things like that lets us know if 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 a machine an intelligence is what they're calling it a fake intelligence and that you know it's terrifying when like i said it can't react there's other aspects that are probably more dangerous and um it makes me think of this recent metallica song called uh, spit out the bone if you watch the video it goes with it it follows along this exact thing where technology just it takes it too far and then it's like you know what i'm done with humanity and i'm taking it out send me that song yeah i'll put the uh where do you want me to post the i'll put the youtube link on uh where you want it twitter or, or instagram or facebook or all three Hit me on Twitter. All righty. At Sean underscore Anthony. Yeah, it's it's the scary part is it part of the song mentions um, the machines can take away your feelings, you know, and then 
all is going to be fine. You won't feel anything anymore. Mm. And uh, the lives that, that we would be living would be pointless. And that's probably what Elon was cautioning about. I mean, we're kind of trying to get there with drugs. What do you mean? Get where? To where people can easily be controlled. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's if you you believe in the concept that, you know, a lot of these uh, mental illnesses can be quote-unquote cured with drugs. Yeah. To fit a certain, you know, whatever society says, it, this is where you should behave. This is what you're supposed to feel. Um, here, have a drug. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this drug does this. Okay, have another one. It's just, uh, it's a little too much. That's why I don't. So I think um, there's certain stuff that grows from the ground that's probably fine. And, you know, it's working its way to being legal everywhere. As long yeah. As, as long as nobody does anything to it, it's fine. You have that fun altered state of mind, and it's not trying to kill you or control you, right? Unless you bled it, which still, it's like, have you ever met an angry pothead? No. <laughs> or a violent one. I've never, Man. I've never heard of a domestic abuse call because of too much weed. Right. Yeah, you know, um, it's amazing when you look at the, the time that is, uh, how, how things have changed with with, uh, with time. This this was an inevitable call. It had to have been, but I just, you know, it's it's long overdue. You know, mm-hmm. this really, um, this whole legalization of, of marijuana. Uh, across the United States now sh- is is exposing the government. You know, I'm grateful it's, for it. It's really exposing it mm-hmm. and how they're controlling things like that. Like that, you know. That one thing, pharmaceutical companies, um, nothing is. It, it's a lot out of control. It's. Uh, I mean, it's, it is in some ways because we choose to um, patronize certain businesses that you know they keep pouring their money into certain candidates that say hey you get keep to do you get to keep doing what you're doing even though it's probably not in the best interest of the public but you're going to keep giving me money so I'm okay with it again back to that duality thing is I'm a fan of capitalism but at the same time sometimes it's goes too far you know doesn't have greater good in mind here like Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that I can, dr- I choose to drink Pepsi instead of Coke. There, there's one example. I choose to buy a certain guitar brand, and they, you know, that sort of thing. That the free market um, is great, but um, when that starts to seep its way into governments, I'm really not fond of that so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, like, are we too smart for our own good? It's, it's always what it comes back to. Right. Because 
those with a lot of power and money find ways to exploit you know, whatever the case is. It's like right now it's like, oh, it's artificial intelligence. Let's <laughs> get people latched to small devices. Let's uh, get people attached to um, addictive tobacco, that sort of thing. And, right. It's, it's my friend uh, who's a journalist uh, was telling me when he came back from the Middle East, he noticed that how we are constantly, he said, uh, we, we live in a, a, a walking billboard. He said, all of, our, all of our senses are being attacked, is what he said. All of our senses, because he was away for so long, you know, and he come back for, you know, like a month later, and comes back to the U.S. and he's like, man, from the time I get to the airport, land, like the U.S. is, and it, it attacks every all of your senses, your eyes, your your ears, your nose, your, which whatever you smell, you know, whatever you taste, you're getting attacked from all these different areas. Like, man, in some cases it's all right. Like, I went out to eat Mexican and they and the table behind me ordered fajitas and it smelled. They attacked my nostrils, and it was I was okay with that. <laughs> right. In some cases, it's all right. But, yeah, it's uh, just trying to get into your wallet, which, like I said, I'm 50-50 okay with. But um, if it's – if anything, it's, it's a good lesson in discipline. So I've noticed – so here, here's here's a little piece of uh, information, whatever, a tidbit that kind of that goes along with that. So I used to have a pretty bad comic book habit. Like my, I, I have a pull box at a comic book store, and it was about fourteen or so per week. And the reason why is, uh, you know, if I was able to, I'd go on this. Sorry, at, at work, I'd go on this website real quick. And it was just so I could see what's coming out this week. And I would say, oh, okay, I'd write down the ones I wanted to buy. That site gets blocked at work, so I'm no longer visiting that site. Mm-hmm. And I, I may, might even not even get 14 comic books per week anymore, it's, or per month. You know, I'll get maybe three a week. So it's because, I, one, that website is blocked i could do it on my phone but it's all small and then it's like using my data so i'm like mm, not worth it i need to cut back anyway so i'm mm. deprived of that site the, the 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 sense of site not the website yes the website but s-i-t or s-i-g-h-t mm-hmm. so my my spending on comics is drastically reduced and then i'm no longer on this other site where i track the ones i own so i can look at other ones of which I would potentially buy. You know, I would look for past issues, the, the, the key issues, the more expensive ones. I would go on eBay and try to bid on those as they were cheaper, and then I try to resell them later. But I'm I'm depriving myself of the shopping, the visual, so I'm no longer spending. But that's a it's a discipline. I decided, you know, cutting back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. It's just a, it's a self-control thing. And um, I guess that leads back to, I think what we've talked about it before and this other 
um, I must have made a South Park reference where they were talking about how addicts fund the bulk of a uh, that's what I'm looking for an industry okay like alcohol consumption is probably I don't know the exact numbers but what what percent of alcohol consumption in the United States is funded by alcoholics versus the <laughs> casual drinkers it sounds yeah. funny it really sounds funny but it's it's a real concept yeah 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 Oh man! It all boils down to that that discipline. I've, and same goes with this uh, AI thing. Who's going to be disciplined enough to say enough is enough? Um, I don't. I don't need this. Right. I don't need this. You know, I was listening to something on the way home, man, and uh, on M- it was like an NPR uh, interview talking about parents taking you know the, the tablets and stuff from their kids and everything man you know um and the challenges of telling a 12 year old a 13 year old you're not going to use a cell phone when all your friends like the peer pressure is all around you you know to use it and social show some social media you know and the peer pressure that these young kids go through now it's crazy, but it's just anyway. just to occupy them, give them something else to do that doesn't involve one of those. So, what else is going on, man? What else is in your world right now? Let's see. Other than trying to write songs, yeah. um, <laughs> back to the, the, the discipline thing. Um, I, I told Liz, I'm like. Uh, I'm going to spend less time at Guitar Center in Sam Ash this year because I don't need to be buying more shit that I don't need, more musical equipment. Oh, I, I did tell you that I bought that um, interface. Which one? The Focusrite uh, oh, okay. 2i2, the Scarlet something or other. So uh, how uh, much was that to, what you said? This is the whole set? Um, I Let me grab find the box because I got this bundle. It's the Focusrite Scarlet 2i2 Studio. So it came with the interface, two-channel interface, um, some pretty nice headphones. Um, I can't remember the name of this kind of microphone. Mm-hmm. I'm not really using the microphone that gave me. And then I did download the software. Um, I, there's still two more things I need to do. I just went straight for the Pro Tools so I could record guitar bits. Okay. But um, one of the, um, I don't know how to put it, one of the, the sites they post information and you know uh, what do they call them? Where'd you get your Pro Tutorials? Oh, uh, it was a, it was like a, you know, like in video games, you get a code. Mm-hmm. They just give you code, and it's like, here, it comes with all these downloads. One of them being Pro Tools. Um, Can you send me that? And Addictive Keys. Um, I can try, but it might say, sorry, this code has already been redeemed. 
Like it's one of those types of things. Oh, okay. Damn. So I've already installed that software, but one of them is like, Hey, what are you using this interface for? Is it, you know, recording music or podcasts or, you know, it gives you all these options. Like, Hey, we'll send you information on, and tutorials on how to, you know, whatever it is your interests are. She's like, okay, cool. So I check mark the podcasts and the music recording stuff. So I'll be getting white papers, that, that sort of thing. And, Articles on, you know, how to, I guess, reach a bigger audience, etc. So, um, I guess it'll be for better audio. Should we move this to a different platform somehow or other? But it's supposed to somehow clean up the signal because I was looking online. I was like, why do I need one of these? And the way they explained it, it was something how something about converting. If you have limited space, converting to a, a a cleaner, more, I know, compressed and not in a bad way type of file so that you can, you know, how to put it. They made it seem like it was a good, a good purchase. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So I only had like one evening where I was playing with it and, you know, it did its job. Um, I just had the microphone up to my main guitar rig. And it sounded pretty damn good with the uh, SM57. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Through the Oof. interface. And yeah, I was pleased. Nice. We are on the other, another unrelated topic. I don't know if we'll need it for when I come up in April. Mm-hmm. So that is on the books April 17th through, I think we're doing three nights. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was like coming up on a Wednesday and leaving Saturday, I believe. But I, we're thinking about doing a night at that beer motel, or not motel, the beer hotel at, um, oh shit, I got to look up the name, but because it, it's in Columbus. Okay. Um, I know what you're talking about. We talked about it last week. Yeah, on the section on the segment that didn't get uploaded. But yeah, it's all good. Yeah. So that's in store. This well, be- this beverage is empty. I'm going to refill it. Yeah, more Captain Morgan's. Mm-hmm. I should probably switch since it's Pepsi and that's got caffeine. So yeah, I'm gonna switch. Actually, now I'm thinking about the whiskey since you're drinking that. No, actually, I'm gonna do the blackberry ginger ale and vodka. The what? Blackberry ginger ale. There's this uh, Canada Dry blackberry. Yeah, just blackberry ginger ale. It's pretty fucking phenomenal. It was a seasonal thing that stores were carrying, and um, we would only find it around Christmas time for the last two, two or three winters. And I guess that was a test run because now um, it's not everywhere, but they keep it in stock. Right. So we were buying it like it was going out of style because we were afraid, but last week or this past weekend when I went to Kroger, they had a ton of it. So I was like, oh, sweet. I'm just going to get another one just for 
good measure. So there's four and a half bottles of this stuff, and it goes really well with vodka. Hmm. No, I'm not being paid by Canada Dry, <coughs> but I will go ahead and drop that name in here. Yeah, I don't mind uh, any endorsements for sure. Canada Dry uh, Blackberry Ginger Ale and Absolute Vodka. Maybe a 50, 50 split or eh, it should probably go lighter, but I'm already a little buzzed, so whoops. <clears throat> Get a little more tipsy, which means I should sleep like the dead. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, it's early, too. <laughs> that doesn't sound enticing. Yeah, it does. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to come up to Ohio. I'm bringing a bottle of both. Of what? Absolute and the ginger ale. Why? Because I imagine we're going to do one of the, it's going to, it won't be a Monday night, but we will end up doing one of a potty humor while I'm in Columbus. Correct? Sure. Why not? Special edition. Absolutely, man. It's only right that we do that. (laughs) So yes, the ginger ale and vodka are coming with me. Well, we have plenty here, man, so you don't have to travel with that. You know? Well, the ginger ale, yes, because it, it's, I mean, unless you guys find it. Yeah. But I would, I highly recommend it. There it is. What else? Sue. Uh, Do you should check like out I... the show that I'm about to upload, that I'm uploading now, man. Like I did this. get a notification that you just put something up. So I, I changed my notif I didn't realize I wasn't I didn't hit the bell on YouTube. So now I did I did do the bell. So now I'm getting emails and notices. And I'm bummed because you did a live thing. Oh, you seen that? <laughs> I saw that yes, yes, your live YouTube feed. And I was like, that's when I realized like, oh shit, I didn't hit the notification bell. And I would have totally like jumped on and commented stuff uh depending on the time i I was probably sober so you would have been safe gotcha (laughs) so next time though i'm gonna get that notification and you better leave i'm gonna jump on right away Uh, depending if i'm sober or not might say something inappropriate who knows drink and see where it goes drink and see where it goes (laughs) oh take a shot every time we say one of our trademark phrases it's like the pb herman show (laughs) <laughs> ah! That's funny. What was that? The new upload. Oh, okay. So what? Um, I didn't get through the full video because I was at work. Interruptions that keep popping up. What were? What? What camera were you using to do that? A camera to do what? That live YouTube thing you did. Um, uh, I did it with my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? How did it look? Oh, it was fine. That's why I was wondering if you were using some other special camera for it. Was it good or bad? I mean, Ugh. it was good. The um, oh, okay. The resolution was good. That's why I wasn't sure if you had some sort of. Um, Jesus. <laughs> knock it off. Hold on. Hold, hold up. Uh. I, I pulled the microphone, by the way. So. <laughs> and did it louder oh I did <laughs> I meant to make it quieter 
It's like an R uh, R and B singer that pulls the microphone away when they're doing a real loud note. <laughs> yep, I am like that R and B singer. <laughs> burps. That's horrible. Rumble and burps. That's what R and B stands for. Rumble and burps. Uh, uh, only in this household. Yeah. I'm excited. I've never been to a, a what I would consider a fun part of Ohio. And this will be a much different experience. <laughs> yeah, it certainly will. Especially the place that you went to. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That was, Where was it again? podcast. That was that was oh god, that wasn't last week, was it? Where was it again? Where'd you go? Um Oh, I couldn't find the photo. Man, where would where did you go in Ohio? Akron. Oh, okay, Akron, where LeBron James is from. You hear how he talks about it? That's where he had to build a school and add the development to it, man. <laughs> Wasn't shit there. So I mean, people, you know, he's he's building it up now. But I'm saying <laughs> the highlight was the um, White Castle. And uh, I don't think this was last. It was another week, so there's no reason to go back into that story. So, yeah, the uh, strip club, optometrist, and pies. Okay. I'm pretty sure that wasn't last week, but I was. I remember rec- it was a recent one we were talking about, and I went back to old foes and tried to find it, um, but I couldn't find it. Couldn't find what? The photo of the... Oh, okay. Of the structure that I saw as we were driving by, um, I may have to like dig out my laptop or one of the SD cards and see if it happens to be one of those because I don't think I had a. Oh my god! I wonder if it's like lost in MySpace. It's so long ago, <laughs> and it just never made its way to Facebook. Wow. I know the photo exists somewhere in this house. It's got to be digital it's on my either my computer, one of my flash drives, or SD cards. It's. I mean, I hope to God it's here because that's. God, it's probably in fucking MySpace. It was that long ago. Mm-hmm. Tom has it somewhere. MySpace. Tom's got it. Zuckerberg didn't get that photo. No, that was um, that was um, Tom mm-hmm. on was, MySpace. Yep. Did you say Tom? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I just heard Zuckerberg. My bad. I was suspicious. Um, <clears throat> stupid story, because I was in college when MySpace came out, and the person that told me about it, it was actually a friend named Tom, totally different Tom, mm-hmm. and so I he convinced me to sign up, and immediately I get a friend request from MySpace Tom. So I contacted my actual friend Tom. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, oh no, that's that's the guy that developed that's not me. It's like, yeah, clearly it's not you, but it was just like, I was like, okay, I don't I want nothing to do with this immediately. Yeah, MySpace Tom. So ridiculous. Wow, hearing that it's like he 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 revolutionized the uh friend requests. A little bit, and then the uh, sex bots took over. <laughs> yeah. I got a, a 
Instagram follow request from a sex bot today. <laughs> and um, silly thing, like, I had this conversation with my kids over the weekend because they were somehow the topic of, like, social media came up. And my daughter's like, they don't have bots on Instagram. I was like, yes, they do. Are you sure? I was like, yeah. And then I was like, uh, I had to tell them, I was like, yeah, I get follow requests. And then the picture is, call me at 1-900 type of thing. And it's some, the the profile picture is always the same as some chick with paint on her titties, just, just on the nip area. And it's like free <laughs> chat painted across her chest and then some hearts on her, on her nips. So like yeah, you you can't tell me that's not a bot, right? <laughs> Sorry, you know that's they're gonna be everywhere, and um, it's like nah. I already had like a beer in me, so it really wasn't that uncomfortable conversation <laughs> with the kids to say, look, this is the real world. I'm you're gonna hear weird shit from your dad every now and then, but it's gonna be real. <coughs> and with that, she's like, oh. They are bots. She thought it, the Instagram was innocent and That's nice. <laughs> no, the internet is full of horrible things. Yeah. Whew, that cigar was good. The shorty. Yeah. Oh, so don't forget then. Yeah. I should I should make a list of all the shit, the fun shit we're gonna do. Because you brought it up in in a previous one. What's that? About going to these uh, cigar lounges where you're allowed to bring your own booze. Right. So, yeah, definitely doing that. Um, Liz is interested because she likes to smell cigars. She may even smoke one. Excellent. Uh, I'm sorry. I just did it again. (laughs) Jesus Christ. They're not going to kick me out of a cigar lounge for burping, right? Um, no. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. There's a certain etiquette that you do have at a cigar lounge. So. Well, I'm not gonna be drinking super carbonated stuff. I may just be sipping on whiskey. Wearing it's not frat house shit, man. Okay, you know, it's grown. It's grown men up in there. <laughs> there be some young men up in there too, man. We're not gonna see any like t- be women. And- be women in there. It's a lot of women that smoke cigars here too. As long as they're not, you know, standing there with like paint over their titties and saying, you know, this is my IG page. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's at that point, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta clean your feed, man. Your your, your timeline is reflecting of what you look up, what you search. <laughs> no, this is what just. Popped in my box. To, uh, damn it! You really can't make that. <laughs> popped in your box. I don't have a box, but popped in your box, buddy. <laughs> I don't have a box. <laughs> don't make me send a photo. No. <laughs> no. no this is just what you. Hey, just hey, what, what, what was that meme you sent me last week? Uh, I sent you a few, and I got yeah. even more. Yeah, the one. Uh, shut up, liver. You're fine. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Oh shit! You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Every Monday night, that's the conversation I have. Monday and Tuesdays are are <laughs> bad nights for my liver. The rest yeah, of the, the rest of week's ask, okay. I'm gonna ask you, man. Do you listen back to the broadcast? Yes. 
okay. the reason why is because um, one, I do actually listen back to how bad the burps are. I'm sounds stupid, but like, oh shit! And that's when I started. Um, <clears throat> if I do feel one coming, sometimes I will cover up the uh, microphone piece on the headphones, and, I'll, and then I tried actually pulling it away so I, i'll take it out of my ear and hold it away from my mouth so it's not so loud and the other thing i listened for i went through toastmasters through work a while ago and really? do, yes and it was actually super beneficial i enjoyed it thoroughly you know public speaking so i notice when people say um or use filler words and i know i've done that i've been guilty but i i use it less since been through that since i'm more conscious of it or at least mm-hmm. I, I attempt to use it less. I, I'm right. not so much filler words, but when alcohol is induced, introduced to the, I guess, delivery, it's, it's going to happen. Right. And actually, the other thing I listen for is just how the flow of things go. And this, it's been beneficial listening to your radio show as well and how you seamlessly jump from not necessarily from topic to topic, there's a segue, there's a a natural flow that happens, even if it's totally spontaneous. So these are the things I'm listening for is, is your delivery, my delivery, am am I improving at all? And I also don't want to slur, like I can pinpoint like, okay, I've definitely had too much to drink here. Mm -hmm. And then I'll kind of think back on what I was drinking that much and how much. (laughs) So I can kind of taper like I'm not holding my beverage right now. It's actually over on the table because I can feel it's already taking its effect. Gotcha. So there, there's a lot of things I'm looking for. And the content is interesting. Are we keeping it moving? And I, I try not to be repetitive. So I'll reference, or at least I'll ask you, have we already discussed this? Cause I don't want to go into it again. Right. Then well, do, overall, do, do you like it? Do you enjoy it or what? Oh, I have a blast. I look, I, you know, today I was uh, at work. No, I'm, no like I mean, do you, I meant oh, do you enjoy, enjoy listening to it? More than I thought I would. I thought it would seem not egotistical isn't the words. I'm not listening to myself. I don't like to hear myself, but it's, it's a critique in a way. And I've gotten past the point of, you know, how people don't like to listen to their own voice or in general don't like to hear themselves oh hear myself on a voice answering machine i sound stupid or i don't like the way it sounds the more you listen to it the more you just kind of like forget about it and it's just like that's what i sound like to myself but other people may hear me differently it doesn't matter so i've gotten more comfortable with that i don't know if that's anything that's been brought up in any of your classes or any anything that you've heard in your many years of being a radio broadcaster, if that's the correct term. I'm sorry, alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But is that something that people in your classes will have ever brought up? What specifically? They're self-conscious about how they think they sound to to listeners. Yeah. Well, this is something that I I tell, as you were talking, I was thinking about this and you asked me, so it's like right on point with what I was thinking. 
um, I teach my students to, when you do a show or, or do a project or something or anything, like, go back and listen to it, especially if you do a show. If you do a, 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 you know, a mock radio show, to what I tell my students, go back and listen to it and listen to it with critical ears mm-hmm. and study. And I give the analogy, I always give the analogy. I said, going back, listening to your, your, your show is like an NFL player going back watching game film or an NBA player going back watching tape, you know, mm-hmm. uh, LeBron James or Tom Brady going back and watching the game. Uh, every time I get off the air back, like, I, like when I would get off the radio state, when I was on the radio here in Columbus, Ohio, I did the night show. I got off at 10. After I finished my production, whatever, I would get my air check tape, which would be my show from that night. And it would take me from the, the, how, where I lived at in the city at that time. It took me to the same time where I could listen to my whole show, you know, back and listen to my breaks on, all the way on the way home. And uh, I would listen to where I fumbled, where I messed up, where I did good, you know, different things that I did. You know, I took note of it and. It's just for studying. I was just always looking to improve. I, and I still am that the same way today when I do Flow of Wisdom. You know, I go back and listen to it. I listen to it differently now because <clears throat> after I do the show, I uh, have to go through it and edit the audio. Mm. And, and then after I edit the audio, then I have to create a video. And then I have to upload it to YouTube. So I'm listening to it sporadically, you know, <clears throat> But then once I upload it, I go back and I listen to it. Once it's on YouTube, I'll go back and listen to it. Because uh, then you're looking at your editing skills. Well, not so much. Not so much because I don't, you know, the, the audio editing. I'm, I've, I'm, 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 I mastered that. You know, I, okay. I'm a master. I'm a master at editing audio. Um, and I could do quick, simple edits effortlessly. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when I take my time and do, when I'm working on a big project or something like that, like the editing process is different. But nonetheless, um, you know, I'll leave it at that. You know what I mean? You always, there's always room for improvement. There's no need to ever say, I'm good enough. I'm a student. Yeah, I told I told my student that this this night tonight <clears throat> earlier. He was uh, they're, they're working on um, a project for me now to create their production demo, and it's a it's a demo of it's an MP3 form uh, MP3 of the variations of production that they've done. Production meaning commercials, promos, uh, PSAs movie trailers, anything, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a collage of what, you know, your best work. So. And you can uh, see progression in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, this one student who was there tonight in particular, I, you know, the first demo he let me hear, I was like, nah, that's not, you know, I hear the progression. Like he played his worst stuff and, you know, in, in the beginning of him coming to the school with me, training him to the stuff he's doing now and it's night and day. And I'm like, on your demo, you don't want to put the, the bad stuff on there. You want to put your very best, you know? So even if it's a minimum, you put your very best because that's, that's your mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So um, he took that and he re- he went back and redid it. You know, I came back and let me listen to it. And I was like, that's much better. Because I explained to him, I, I, you know, I'm paraphrasing what I'm saying now. But I showed him what did I told him what, what, what he needed to do. You know, I went in details and and because I know his work, I know he did all all the assignments for me, with the exception of a of a couple, you know, when he had other instructors. But all of his stuff he did with me, and I heard him when he first came because I had him when he first got to the school. You know, all the new students they come through me first. You know, with with the audio production, and he was one of the ones that got it, that that I seen that had the knack for it and enjoys doing it and wants to learn. And, you know, I, I pour my time into to, to those students. That's why I make myself available to those students. But aside from that, I explained to him to put all of his best stuff on his demo and, and take out all of that other stuff that, you know, the early stuff, because it was not good. So the, the stuff that wasn't good, he put on demo, is that because... He was trying to show how far he'd come, or did he at the time think that it was good, and then later realize it wasn't, or well, not, it was, it not was, wasn't up to par? It was it was new. Mm-hmm. Imagine like you going, imagine you going into a recording studio to record for the first time, compared to the fifteenth time. I would just consider like the songwriting process because the bands I've been in. The first writing original music, the first song or first and sometimes even the second or so songs don't ever make the cut. Like we think they're great, but then we progress. But that's the only analogy I can think because I fucking hate recording. (laughs) The studio was like a nightmare. Well, it's it's two different elements, you know, being a musician and performing live because I've been I've been a part of both worlds. Yeah, you understand. Being a musician and being a recording artist, they're two different things, they're two different elements, you know. Oh, absolutely. Produ- you know, pr- to produce a song, you know, you, there's there's things, there's re- structure that has to go and play. Yep. You know, <clears throat> but yeah. Some it's it's a painful process. The I don't mind the writing. And performing, it's the recording part that I fucking love. Well, you you probably haven't been with a good uh, producer and engineer. You know, oh, because right? yeah, I've been, I'm assuming he's decent, but yeah, it's still. Uh, but you understand what I'm saying, like oh, yeah, absolutely, you know, because I've been in some stiff recording sessions. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. been in major recording studios where it's just very, very lax. Like the high end shit, like in New York City, you know, like where the professionals go, you know, it's different. And then I've been in studios, you know, where it's, it's weed smoking, liquor, beer, you know, chicks and everything, all kind of chaos around, you know. Yeah. I've been in all of that shit, man. And they're, they're different, but. You know, when you when it comes to the rec- the creative part, like really putting something, you know, with thought and emotion and, and feeling behind a project of, of, of recording it, um, it takes a, a, a certain chemistry and bond with a group, the group of people that are involved, spending quality. You got to shut off everything 
and and bond and create, you know, and capture that moment. Yep. And that's 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 the recording process, you know, where you you gotta understand, Matt, you know, to have an appreciation for the recording process because you just exposed yourself. You said you hate recording. But just to just just to give you perspective to have an appreciation from the other foot, you know, if you put your foot in the other shoe, you understand? Just draw try to have a perspective of of appreciation from somebody. All of your favorite bands are recording artists. Oh yes. I get all that. Yeah. I've I've watched uh I love to watch the videos that they post of the recording process. And I've I've seen and understand what it goes through. It's it's it does require a lot of patience. And I like I do enjoy watching them. And um not necessarily dissecting what to do because they only upload segments of it. But having a, a taste of what they go through and even even my limited experience is not so it's only a, a fraction of what they've gone through but even that was enough to be like oh my god this is it it does require the patience man let me let me tell you about um somebody i consider like a <clears throat> young bro- young brother to me he's a recording artist songwriter producer like no like He's, he's he's in the industry. He's is official. It, you know what I'm saying? His, Record. Is it his full time thing or is it part? Yeah, this is all he does, man. He's been doing this since he was 12 years old. I've been with him. I've been knowing him since he was 12. Well, so I can imagine that's a very different experience. First, if it's your full time thing versus part time. Yeah, first record deal was with RC Caper RCA record. <clears throat> you know. So, um, one of the things that. I remember one time I was in the studio with him. One of many times I've been, I've been in the studio with uh, Rashad is his name, Rashad. He's a songwriter, producer, singer, rapper. I mean, he's just a phenomenal musician and producer. I remember meeting him up at a, at a studio one time, and it was late night session. It was actually here in Columbus, a really high-level professional recording studio. And the whole time I was there, and mind you, he was already at the studio. He told me where he was at, and I went doing what I was doing, brought my homie with me, who was in my rap band with me to the studio. And uh, he was in there the whole time working on a riff, like the, the bridge of the song. And I was there for at least an hour, hour and a half. You know, he was just working on the bridge of the song the whole time, the entire time. You know, that showed me back then, like the dedication and the patience, like you mentioned, um, and, and producing a song in a, in a studio. You understand? Oh, so he's, he's doing like the song isn't even <clears throat> finished, written, start to finish. He's doing it in the studio. No, the song is finished, is written and produced. He's, he's laying the vocals. Oh, okay. He's laying a riff. He's had the vocal coach there in the studio, or maybe the songwriter. That's what I got. It was probably either the songwriter, the vocal coach, or something like that. Uh, not vocal coach, but vocal arranger. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
the vocal arranger, you know, tell, telling him how to hit the notes. Yep. You know, tell him how to hit the notes. Nah, go back, record again. Go, nah, go back, record again. Nah, go back, record again. Nah, go back, record. You know what I mean? Like, over. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep, it's yep. It's like, God damn. And then we got that part. All right, let's go on to the next part. No, let's go back and hit that next part again. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy, the process. But I that see, I'm a producer. I'm a producer. I like to get into the editing uh, and, and putting it together and creating something. You know what I mean? Like, So I imagine um, when the time comes that you and I do any sort of music together, it's going to be a very different experience. One, it's, I imagine it's going to be fun as fuck because I don't think you and I have ever had a bad time together. There you go. That's but um, my my songwriting process is I'm coming into the studio with all ideas already laid out. All I have to do is put them in the computer um, or however it's done. I'm going to play my guitar. Someone's going to hit the record button, move mm-hmm. on to the next track. I want to play this different guitar part, and it's, it's going to be that process. That's the only thing I've ever done before. It's all my parts are written out. It's just now I've got to perform them. Yeah. Um, I have to do a you know start to finish scratch track for the drummer. And then I go back and do the perfect parts. Everything's so already, you... everything's all the, the blueprints and all that shit's already done. It's in my head, it's in some other recording that, that I can listen to and play along to, but something else is actually being recorded. Gotcha. So that's that's my process. Yeah. I've done, all, to I've done all done all that shit, man. Have you ever just gone to a studio and just vibe out? You know what I mean? And no, that's just something right there. And there? <laughs> no, that's expensive. I have not. Well, all well, the vibing uh, is done in my house. Um, but that's what I'm saying. That's where it needs to be captured. That mm-hmm. the true essence of it, you know. And when, that's that's what we're gonna. That's what that's my goal to create, man. When you own the studio, that's different. <clears throat> um, that's where I hope to be um, in about six years. And I'll be writing songs, uh, hopefully with the um, same drummer I have now, because he and I feed off each other just instantly. He sent me this drum track he did, this drum beat, um, using his iPad, you know, with the finger tapping and shit. Not ideal, but I yeah, have done shit in a while. And then immediately I was like, oh, I've got riffs for days on this shit. And then I just haven't recorded it. And the only way I would do so is with a, my phone camera just aimed at me playing it. But um, when you're in the studio paying by the hour, mm, that shit ain't going to happen. That's why we, he and I, in the meantime, we try to have everything laid out before we spend a dime in a studio. Shit, I can't dig it, man. So, yeah, the, the ultimate goal is to one day just have a studio that I can just say, no, oh, it's mine. It's on my property. Or not mine. It's still Liz's property. I'm just now paying into it. Uh, I mean, that's why I bought this particular house so I could do that and have people come over and revive and write shit and then slowly accumulating some equipment to do that. Hence the interface and the microphones and all the other fun stuff that I convinced myself that I need to be sane. It's so stupid. But at the same time, it's cathartic. It's... I do not do lyrics. I do music. That's the only way I know how to get out whatever frustrations or 
whatever feelings they may be. Happy, yeah. angry, whenever. It all comes out in guitars. I don't know how to speak any other language and to do that. I'm excited for the day, though, that you and I figure out a way to start sending shit back and forth. Yeah, it's going to happen, man. I'm, I'm going to take my little son to the uh, guitar center up here pretty soon. And uh, we're going to pick some stuff out. I'm going to see what he gets drawn to. And uh, I'm going to build up this little studio around here in this house so that we can capture the moments. Just make him, just expose him to all sorts of music and then something he's going to gravitate. Yeah. That's what happened when I was a kid. I don't know about you. Just expose him to all types of music, see what they gravitate to, towards, and then they're eventually going to start to listen more to whatever it is. And then whatever that thing is, They'll pick up on it. Mm-hmm. And um, the beautiful thing about the, the music, certain ways AI isn't going to, I'm sure they will figure out a way to make it happen and take that joy from us. But uh, there, there's going to be those people that resist and say it's, it's for, for me, it's always been a natural high. I What's feel been being, a natural high? Being able to play, um, being even if it's something that nobody has heard, <laughs> but to be able to get it out, yeah. Even if I'm playing um, other people's songs just in my basement, right. or not basement, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But then, then there is the I don't know what else to call it. It's not a it sounds like self-validation, but when I play something new for my drummer, especially because I respect his opinion more and he's on board with it. And I know I've done something and then we uh, build from that. Just somebody that you have that, you know how it is. It's it's difficult to get musical chemistry with people. So when you have, people that just you, you click and you bring out the best of each other musically it, it's it's a different different thing no homo yeah <laughs> <laughs> <out there>. but <laughs> my, my drummer and I have a, a, a un, unusual bond I don't even think it's that unusual we both love prog metal it's not the most lucrative Metal is not a lucrative genre to begin with. And two, if you're going to be prog metal, you're like, oh, you, <laughs> you really, What's if you want to be, if you really, metal. prog, uh, progressive metal. Um, okay. It's, it's going to, it's basically the genre. It's one of the things I, I love and I hate metal at the same time. Metal has hundreds of different genres and this is all for marketing purposes, but the actual bands that perform and that's their full-time thing. They hate the labels because it's like, where do you put us? Who are you going to lump us with? Progressive metal is one of those. It's like, nah, you're you're not thrash, you're not power metal, you're not um, hardcore, whatever the fuck they are. I don't I don't understand the genres. You're either a metal band I like or I don't like. But progressive metal is more of the we don't know where to put you. You're too oddball. You're too niche. And that's where he and I fit. Um, but we're happy there. We're happy to play that style of music. We don't really give a fuck if it draws a huge audience. You know, neither one of us is trying to get signed. 
but uh it's it's that kind of high when you come up with something it's like you know i'm I'm proud of this I don't care how many people it it reaches, but somebody else I can connect with on this level and fucking have a really good time playing music um a i isn't going to take that because we like to play our instruments. There's no AI involved when I pick up my guitar, plug into my right. amp, or he's playing his acoustic drum kit. Right. It's it's not something that can be replicated through a computer. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I I love the live instrumentation in, instrumentation too, man. You know, I'm I'm like you. It's just a different perspective, a different uh, not perspective, but a different way of creating. You know, it's a way of creating. I don't think how you create. Like I like to record when I like my 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 base. My main instrument has been the keys. It's always been the keys. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I learned production and and producing, like on drum machines and stuff, I always included melodies that I played live. I would record live. You understand? So, like, if I, when I let you hear some, like, my old music that I've made, you'll hear some melodies in it and me playing, playing the keys and the, little, the few little <laughs> uh, keys that I would play in, you would hear melody, you know, live, live instrumentation. Like, I have beats, you know, CDs of, uh, of beats that I've done, you know, over the years. I think you yeah. played some for me. This is back when you were still here in Virginia. And I remember thinking, it's like, there were certain guitar parts that I was like, if you wanted, you know, that I could throw on top. And because I remember you said you want a certain rock elements. So and I was like, yeah, but I hear nylon strings. I hear acoustic, the, the Spanish style right. in this bit. And, um, I think it's like very background. It would be really fun for us. And if that you still have something, if you still have some stuff, send it to me. I'll try to play yeah. along and come up with something just, just for shits and giggles because um, I'm like, and this is like one of the things that worries me about AI. Just, I don't want something computerized to replace this. Like I don't want a drug to replace it. I don't want a computer to say, Hey, here's those, uh, here's that dopamine you wanted um, <laughs> artificially no i'd rather it be through these types of interactions right yeah no, and that's you that's yeah. uh, circling back to where we started I, d- I don't think humanity needs or necessarily wants that because uh, the human experience i don't I just don't think we need to uh, replicate it via machines right i don't want to get off to a computer I want to get off in a vagina. <laughs> or, or her mouth if it's that time of the month. Oh, easy, you know Tiger. I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this This is where it all boils down to. It's that <laughs> there are primal urges that computers can't and should oh, not simulate. Shit. All right, man. Fucking sadness. But anyway, wrap, so we circled up, back. Man. We circled back <laughs> to where we started. That's the other thing uh, I've, I've kind of picked up from doing these uh, broadcasts and the Toastmasters. If you can circle back to where you started, boom, right. mic drop. And we did Exit that. Left. Yeah. And uh, 
this is a long one, 71 minutes. I hope some people stick around or send messages and say, y'all fucking talk too much, drink less. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, either way it goes, we just drink and see where it goes. It went really far. So until next time, I am Framit. Damn it, Framit. And and... Damn it, Framit, Sean Anthony. Yes. I'll talk to you soon. Later, buddy. Bye.